Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And between the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, our game room is going to look like a modern art museum. Ain't that the truth? I don't even know if we're going to have room for all that crap. They're so fucking big. (laughs) The bigger the better, right? I guess. Do we know if the Xbox Series X can sit on its side? Yeah, I think that they've shown it. I fucking it. hope so, because that thing is way... That was like a computer I mean, it's tower. Like, it's like, no, it's like half the height of the PS5. Yeah, but the PS5 we know can be on its side, so that's why I was asking. I didn't know if the X- Series X could. I haven't seen a picture on a, of it on its side. I'm pretty sure it can, but okay. either way, it's still shorter than the PS5, so I don't think it's an issue. Okay. It would definitely fit under our shelving okay i guess we'll see now the question of the heating insulation or whatever problem yeah i don't know but well one way to find out yeah yeah the, this gen is they're definitely making a, a stance on creative design yeah but hey the internet's gone strong and made plenty of memes and jokes of, of all, all the of these memes. yeah after that ps5 reveal yeah yeah it, there's which, some... which one's your favorite um, I really like the Cell one from Dragon Ball Z. The, oh, okay. The character Cell yeah. with the, his, like, cone head thing gotcha. being the PS5. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. Then there's, like, a really nice one where someone actually legitly did, a, like, a, a Photoshop of uh, Wally and his uh, girlfriend character. Yeah. Being the Xbox and the uh, PS5. And, yeah. like, it, like, looks really good. Yeah. I saw that one. I think my favorite's the, probably the first one I saw, which was the pss, 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 pss one with the cat on, the cat head on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty good one. Yeah. Uh, just a reminder to everybody listening, uh, we have separated our gaming and our movies and TV uh, from each other, so we will still have each category every week, but they will be two podcasts versus one every week yeah so we are a little late with the gaming because of the ps5 we ended up doing a whole episode just on that yeah uh, which you can catch it's up now yeah Yeah. wherever you listen it should be there yep we got together with some friends from another podcast and we discussed the uh, ps5 reveal so go check that out yeah and we'll have a little bit of thoughts later on in the episode Mm mm-hmm uh, so, you know, let us know what you think. If you think that having the episodes for gaming and TV and movies are separate is a good idea or a bad idea. If you prefer it all together, please shoot us an email or something on Facebook. Like, let us know some way. We're just trying it out, seeing if it works or it doesn't. Um, and in honor of our new format, we have decided to give away some stuff. We have some codes for digital games to give away. And all you have to do is listen for the keyword somewhere in this episode and then go join our Facebook page, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. You'll find a pin post regarding the drawing, so if you post the keyword you hear in this episode as a comment, you'll be entered in the drawing to win a code for a free game. We will be drawing names and revealing the winner during the next episode. Am I eligible? I don't know. That seems a little sketchy. Okay, fine. <laughs> Did oh, this podcast wasn't about being inclusive but it's fine <laughs> i mean that's a little bit like that one chick 
entering the raffle that she helped get the prizes for. Oh my god! And right? winning, she won like three times. <laughs> yeah, totally not, not okay. Suspicious at all? No, super awkward. Yeah. So I think we probably both of us should probably uh, not be eligible to win just for fairness' sake. Okay. Yeah. Fine. I'll just be stuck with all the other games I already have. Yeah. But feel free to bully your friends into going and joining the group so they can post on your behalf if you think that they're not going to want it. Or log into your spouse's Facebook and do it for them. And you can win on their behalf and we'll get, then you still get the code. Your call, you know. Well, anyway, we've got a little bit of news to cover. So let's just jump right in. All right. Well, I better take control of the situation then. I guess you'd better. Much like Remedy the creators of the game Control, who have recently announced after the PS5 event that Control is going to be on both PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, and they'll have more details coming at a later date. Okay. We have yet to play this game, but I it's one of the games that I have on my mind that I will probably try if it gets cheaper. Because I'm just not sure if I'm going to like it yet, so I don't want to pay full price for this kind of game. I was. I feel like the last time we talked about this game, we were wondering if it was going to go to Game Pass. Yeah, yeah, I think that's kind of also another option I was holding out for. Yeah, because I'm sold if it's on that. <laughs> I hear good things about it, yeah. but um, I still haven't finished Quantum Break, or whatever the hell it was called, mm-hmm. their previous game. Yeah, you definitely don't seem as passionate as you have been about Warzone lately. Yeah, speaking of Warzone, you hear about the uh, uh, new update for Season 4? Uh, I mean, I heard it was going to be a thing, but I... Yeah, so yeah. it got delayed after, you know, things happened in society. Yeah. Uh, they finally had it come out, I believe it was the 11th. And it's had some, like, confusing downloads for different people. Oh, yeah? Uh, obviously, it's a multi-console game, so it's, you right. know, it's PC, Xbox, PlayStation... Uh, so some people, uh, specifically on Xbox, have received a 84 gigabyte update. Jesus! Instead of the expected four gigabyte. It's like a whole game size. More than a whole game, yeah. What the hell has that? Uh, well, I guess what they do is they they tweak the coding somehow to make it efficient. So like you're not redoubling the same information over that's already there from previous stuff. They just kind of like. Right. Compact it somehow. Yeah. Hence the four gigabyte that you were supposed to get. Yeah, that makes sense. But for some reason, there is, I assume it's a bug in, okay. I guess, the Xbox system setup. Okay. I don't know. On their end, that it didn't give you just that. It gave you the entire update. I think it includes probably stuff from the actual game itself, not just the Warzone side. I see. Um so I actually was one of the people who got the 84 gigabyte one on the really? One X. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, so that was clear. I wasn't playing that that night. Yeah. <laughs> you think? <laughs> You're like, okay, I'm gonna go play something else. <laughs> yeah. Um, interesting though. I had bought. Okay, so I bought the Modern Warfare on Xbox, so I had the whole game with the Warzone. Right. But since it's a free to play game for just the Warzone side, I have that version on my PlayStation Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I downloaded the update for that one, it started out as a four gig update, but then shifted over to a 30 gig update at some point. Whoa. And so I was just downloading. Yeah. 
season four by itself yeah. on two consoles at the same time yeah. overnight. You were like, I'm using all the bandwidth. Yeah. <laughs> How much do we have this month? <laughs> it's unlimited. It won't be when I'm done. <laughs> so what you're saying is if we have trouble with our streaming services yeah. and getting shitty yeah. quality, that'll be why. If we start getting slowed uh, okay, internet okay. this last few weeks of the month, uh, it's probably... Our provider punishing us for, us. Uh, yeah. for okay. season four of Call of Duty. Got it, got it. So it was very confusing. There was really no rhyme or rhythm between what caused the type of download size you got. Right. Uh, but, you know, I just did it overnight, went to bed, woke up, it was there the next day. So okay. it really wasn't that big of a deal. Gotcha. Uh, however, other people felt it was the biggest disaster that's ever happened to them. In their lives. Yeah. They didn't have any other games they could play. Yeah. Apparently not. Or a bed to go sleep in. Yeah. Because the thing came out at like 11 p.m. So realistically, who's going to be playing it anyways? Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, there's, you know, some people that are overnighters and stuff that, that play games late. But unless you have incredibly high download speeds, realistically, no one's going to be able to play this until hours later. Right. Yeah. Especially with those sizes unless you're one of the lucky ones who got the four gig update i guess but even that you would have to have a pretty decent (laughs) yeah like i think we have 100 right now right i think with that we would probably still be at a probably hour hour and a half i would imagine at least Mm, okay of course there's always the variables of you know the servers that are downloading from for the game and the time of the day how many people are also using the service yeah stuff like that that's probably why they did that at that time, too. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, they probably have, a, like, the lower user count at that time. For, yeah. But keep in mind, it's also worldwide, so. Yeah, that's true. But if you have, like, a large user base in the U.S., then 11 p.m. on the West Coast would be 2 a.m. on the East Coast, right? Yeah. Yeah, so those are, like, probably not, I don't know, maybe I don't fucking know when people play games. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they decide when they're going to upload stuff i'm sure they have stats like decide when's the best time for right right pushing out that kind of stuff yeah but people were legitimately upset on social media when they tweeted about this and that they were going to look into fixing why it was a larger download than it should have been even if that was an accident Mm -hmm. or that's just it's just that high of an update and you have to download it yeah this is a game that Unless you have bought the Modern Warfare game itself, mm-hmm. mo- let's be honest, most people are playing Warzone. Yeah. For free. For free, yeah. With their friends. They have how many hours of, of fun with their friends yeah. on something that they have yeah. no obligation to pay into? Yeah. And I legitimately saw people responding to them, what are you going to do to compensate the people who had the larger update size? What? Who was expecting... To be compensated for something that's not even in it. Like, it's, it, that just seems ridiculous to me. That you would have the idea that somebody owes you something because you had to download something longer. That's just fucking entitlement. The people. But it wasn't just one person. Like, those are a good chunk of people who were complaining about this. Wow. Like, they were owed something because of the inconvenience of the download. People are so obnoxious. I mean, I feel like even if you bought the game, it kind of comes with that fine print of assumption that there's going to be downloads that'll take time. Yeah. Because you're dealing with 
data that's really detailed and and like you know like (laughs) these games are are gorgeous like the the work that they put into these games is not easy yeah hell when we record these episodes it's just audio and you think it's not gonna be that much and there's a lot more data than you think it would be because of the uh bit rate and all that stuff yeah so you know but i guess just people don't get the tech side of games and i don't know it, i just thought it was crazy of course you know me too i couldn't help myself but uh respond to a couple people of course yeah to kind of like suggest maybe they were idiots for expecting something from nothing not so much that they were idiots but that uh maybe they should get their shit together Ma- misguided yeah i, I don't know that's <laughs> i don't understand how anybody could be like I need to be reimbursed for the time that I didn't get to play the game that it's free. I know. How many games do you have? If you're a gamer, you probably have at (laughs) least 10 other games you have not touched yet. That's like the people that go to stores and expect you to give them money if their coupons equal more than what the product is worth. I've had that happen. (laughs) So have I. They like want you to pay them for their coupons. Yeah. Uh, what? I mean, I get the logic, but that's not how... That's just That's not, not how it works. Yeah. Like, I wish that were how it works, because I would fucking do the same thing. But it's not how it works, so you shouldn't have wasted your time. Yeah. <laughs> you already got the product for free. Like, come on. Yeah. You want me to pay for your gas? Yeah. Ridiculous. Is there going to be an inconvenience fee yeah. uh, for you having to carry the product out of the store after not paying for it? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. It'd be hella funny if it was like you owed a, uh, a customer like 10 or 25 cents in like current times, but, uh, and so like you give it to them and then you're like, oh, that's going to be 25 cents for the bag and then they have to give it back. <laughs> That'd be hella good. I'd fucking do that to somebody. Yeah. Just to piss them <laughs> Just off. Just to piss them off. Even if you don't charge for bags, you're like, yeah. yeah, it's 25 cents for a bag. Yeah. Yeah. They're like excited that they won and then you like ruin their day yeah. again. That'd be hilarious. Or you charge them the price of the product yeah. for the bag. Yeah. Even better. That'll be Because it's, like it's a product that they like can't carry. It's too fucking heavy. Yeah. Yeah. So they need some kind of like right. way of getting it out. Yeah. And so you charge them for that. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> I love our theoretical fucking our theor- revenge theoretical on customers. Retail revenge. <laughs> Even not even really relevant anymore. to yeah. this, but <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Whatever. But yeah, I I was just at a loss of words when yeah. when I saw people legitimately asking them what they're gonna do to compensate them for this inconvenience. Not ban you. That would I mean, be my answer. W- <laughs> and it kind of brought up another question to me: like, what are people gonna do when digital becomes like the standard primary? Mm-hmm. you know form of yeah. of media people are gonna have to learn how to wait physical will probably always be there but there will be a time when digital is the majority and we i mean especially with the pandemic it yeah. kind of shown what in society needs and does not need to have stores yeah. that you go buy things exactly in. so i don't know and i mean obviously i understand that there are people who have internet issues where they're in an area where they they only have a really slow internet mm-hmm. or they don't have access to you know line internet and they have to do satellite mm-hmm. or whatever the, mm-hmm. the reason is there are people who are 
limited with their downloads. Yes. I'm sorry. That sucks. But that's not their problem. Yeah, it's not. I guess if it was like a situation where you were forced to download an 84 gig update and you weren't able to cancel it or something weird and you got charged extra on your internet, maybe you could be arguing this. But even then, I don't think... That's another good point because there are, you know, as we joked about earlier with the Unlimited that we are fortunate to have in our area, Mm -hmm. there are some areas that do only have data caps, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, per month. Right. So I guess in those situations, you would probably be fucked because you couldn't really download a data uh, update whatever yeah. for a game because it would l- take your entire month if not more you know what i think needs to happen for digital to truly become the the default on gaming and stuff and movies is uh a gaming provider studio whatever playstation and or xbox need to provide their own internet subscription because then they can... Well, okay. Obviously, there's, there's a difference between... Okay, well, not subscri- they do subscription, yeah. Not sub- I mean, uh, they need to be an internet service provider. Provider. Also. Yes. Okay. It gets to be a little bit gray area, too, because you wouldn't want to have to pay separately for PlayStation or Xbox. You'd have to have the option to buy from either one or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then use that internet for everything else in your house, too. Like, they could just be an ISP. If they were... If they wanted to ensure that people would have access to yeah. their digital products. Well, I products. mean, to kind of take that a step further, they wouldn't necessarily even have to limit it to you have their console. They yeah. could just both jump into the market exactly. of using internet. Yeah. And then you can have a PlayStation, but buy Microsoft service yeah. for the yeah. internet provided. Yeah. Exactly. To play they just it. wouldn't even need the option to buy it from either one, but it would be internet you could use on either one. Who knows? Maybe that will be the uh, a, a solution to the problem in the future when digital becomes a bigger yeah uh, force for the gaming market. Yeah. Because you know, Microsoft and Sony will want to reach those markets of people who do have limited internet. True. You know, we don't have it too bad. But there's areas that have amazing fucking internet. Yeah. And that's their standard. Yeah. That's true. You know, we don't have, ne- like, uh, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, from What's the Focus. Uh-huh. He's in Arizona. Uh-huh. Apparently, they have the Google Fiber, whatever it's called, oh, yeah. laid out all over the fucking place. Yeah. And he's getting, like, 500 uh, speed for his internet. Yeah. So, he downloaded it pretty quickly. I think it was, like, a oh, half okay. an hour for him. Okay. But, like... But then you have people like my, one of my, the consultant that is at my work where she works remotely primarily now because of the fucking pandemic and she lives in Oklahoma in an area where she doesn't have wired internet. She only has like a hotspot by Verizon. Mm -hmm. And so she's constantly like, I got to reboot my PC, whatever, like my internet's working slow today. Yeah. So it's like, oh, that sucks for, I can't even... I mean, obviously, I'm assuming she doesn't have people of the age that would have video games in her house, so it yeah. shouldn't be an issue for her. But if I, anybody lives around her, probably has an issue downloading something like that. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely going to be a problem that needs to be solved at some point if they want to go the online route fully yes. for the future, which, you know, naturally that's going to happen course, at yeah. some point. So who knows? Maybe the government's going to need to step in and, and do some form of 
standardizing internet is a necessity for right. uh, people to survive on. I don't know, though. That probably wouldn't fucking help because PG&E is considered a necessity, but they can still charge whatever the fuck they want. That's true. Yeah, there's a lot of flaws in that kind of yeah. stuff. Or, or the water we have to pay for That's when we constantly get notes <laughs> saying that it's poisonous and we shouldn't be drinking it. Yeah. But nothing's going to be done about it. Yeah. <laughs> but I digress. Yeah. <laughs> got, got a little rage there. Well... You're paying for water that you don't use, and then on top of that, you have to pay for other water that you can use. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm a little annoyed by it. Yeah. No, I didn't say you were wrong. Okay. <laughs> um, but, I mean, speaking of Sony. And Rage. And Rage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, maybe this will be a patent for people who Rage quit their water bill. Their water service. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but in the meantime, there seems to be a patent that Sony has filed uh, for online rage quitting. So, what? <laughs> <laughs> I need more information. <laughs> so, the description is, when the first player quits or stops responding before the multiplayer game has completed, the first player is replaced by a computer-simulated version of the first player that selects its actions based on probabilities calculated from the tracked actions of the first player the multiplayer game is thus able to continue without interruption or disruption and the first player's play style is preserved that's a lot of mumbo jumbo yeah but what i'm getting from it is if you're in an online match let's say you're playing what's an online game that sony has Okay, let's just say you're playing Warzone. Yeah, okay, there we let's go. Let's <laughs> say you're playing Warzone, okay? And you die right off the bat. You yeah. get upset and you turn the game off. Yeah. The three other players who are now in a, a quads game, they have one less person to fight up against everybody else with four, right. is now hindered by not having a fourth player. Okay. So I think what this is saying is if you rage quit a game, theoretically this patent would allow them to manipulate an AI character based off the way you played during that session to then put in in your place and fill in the spot for the rest of the match while you are out throwing paper cups against the wall, feeling like a fucking badass. Yeah, throwing controllers and shit. Um, So I think that on on first, first response for me, I think this is a good idea, but... It could probably backfire pretty pretty badly. Uh, well, there's pros and cons to this idea. Yeah, yeah. I think it's cool that they could just... Like, let's just say you're playing a match and you're down to, like, top 20. And, you're, like, your whole team's done really well up until this point, And then some, somebody just fucking gets, like, sniped from somebody who was camping somewhere. And so they had a really good game up to that point. So if somebody replaced... If they replaced that person with an AI... Or with an NPC that has the same, like a, a robot copy of that player mm-hmm. who was just like, fuck this, like just mad for mm-hmm. because of the ridiculousness of how they lost or were killed, um, then that could potentially help the rest of the players get to the end. But yeah. if you had somebody like me <laughs> in a match who rage quit after dying like 14 times, then that's just going to hinder the team, right? Because you're just going to have somebody that's another shitty player in there. Well, the idea is 
if you're really dying that much, the idea would then be not to insult you. The AI would probably do better than you and you would have less deaths. I would hope so. Because that person's no longer there. Right. But on the same side, the problem could also be, let's say, the person who quits is just doing average, right? Yeah. Let's say they're not dying a lot, but they're just not enjoying it and they quit for whatever reason. Yeah. Now, you have an AI character in there, which Uh usually when you're playing up against AI characters, Uh you can beat them pretty, pretty most, most of the time you're going to beat them. Mm Mm-hmm. Unless they're really, really difficult settings. Right. So, potentially, the other team would have an advantage because now they have an AI character that they can kill, which would be theoretically easier than killing an actual person. Yeah. Who has conscious thought to, you know, make chaotic changes to their pattern. Yeah. Whereas the AI is going to be a little bit more predictable. Yeah. Well, you know, I just thought of, too, this could really... I know it's maybe clearly it's designed for picking up after a rage quitter but it could also potentially help if somebody got kicked from their internet or something like that like mm-hmm. their team wouldn't be totally fucked because of it yeah and what would be really cool about that concept too is then if you have that filler in there mm-hmm. instead of replacing with an actual other person yes if it is an innocent thing like that yeah they could rejoin their friend yeah and then would... come back into the same match yeah that would if be really fun. If you have like like a cooling see. off period or something, like if you're disconnected, not like you know what I mean. We're not talking about rage quitters at that point. No, no, we're no, talking no. about people I've, who were legitimately kicked out. I just for, meant if they established some time period that was acceptable. If you rejoin within X period of time, then it would be clear that it was an accident that you left. Yeah. Then you could kick the AI out and take over again. That would be cool. Yeah. Uh, so I don't. It, that sounds really interesting, just on yeah. the technological side of it. But yeah, that's really cool. Um, but, you know, you could also hinder again because, let's say, the team that you were on is doing just fine without you. Now they could potentially have the other team doing better because there's an AI to kill. So Yeah. However, they could probably just keep killing the AI. And then if the, if the players know, if the teammates know it's just an AI, they don't have to worry about it, theoretically, right? Well, but they would be on their team. So why would they worry about it either way? Right. But if... So you were saying... I think you said this earlier, then they'd have to worry about, like, their their AI teammate getting downed or having to rescue Not necessarily it. worry about it. Oh, okay. It's just it would factor into more kills for okay. the other team got it, got it, got it. because it would be an easier character to kill okay. versus the ones controlled by real people. Okay. Sorry, I understand now. I think I was... Because, I mean, there's, there, there's matches that, you know, I've been in where... Like, we have less players, but our average players are better than theirs. And so we were able to win Mm -hmm. because overall our players were better than their players. Even if we had less players, we were averaging more kills per than them. Gotcha. Well, I think this is really a really fucking cool idea that Sony's even, like, pursued something like this. That means they have people that are working for Sony that are in AI that, like, there, I feel like Sony's working on a lot of stuff that I didn't even realize Sony worked on, if this is a thing that they're patenting. Oh, yeah. I which mean, is really cool to me. Sony's the one that usually gets patents noticed more often, but, like, Microsoft does the same thing. They have tons of patents that they just throw out, you know, at the wall, stuff that they're testing, 
Mm-hmm. It's technology that they most of the time are never going to do anything with, but they're they're testing it and they want to have a patent in case they do go somewhere with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just kind of one of those things. We may never see this, hmm. but it it's if it works out, you know. Yeah. You got the scoop here, I guess. Yeah. And we got the scoop from whoever from, talked yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, it's just in the end this is all futuristic shit right right very uh space stuff very space stuff (laughs) future space stuff (laughs) much like star wars (laughs) our next story yeah uh so if you remember there was a game that was uh potentially leaked on sony's store months ago called it was project maverick was the code name for it it was a star wars game and people speculated it was like a flight simulator kind of Star Wars game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, apparently, joining PlayStation was Xbox, who had a leak on one of their websites uh, for a game called Star Wars Squadrons. Presumably, it's the same game, and it's been leaked on an Xbox website. Uh, which then caused EA to eventually just announce it okay. shortly that day. They're just like, shortly after, they were like, we might as well Fuck control it. the message if we're going to have it yeah. out there. Yeah, That's what it true. sounds like. It's very true. So uh, they announced this game, Star Wars Squadrons, and they are actually going to have a trailer reveal on June 15th, which I think is tomorrow, uh, at... 8 a.m. Pacific time. Okay. So, 11 Eastern. Figure it out for wherever you live after that. Yeah. Where are we tuning in to? Tune in for the real reveal trailer? I assume it's just... Their website or something? YouTube or something. Okay. Let me see if it's got a... It was on Twitter that they posted this. Oh, Okay. Yeah, okay. So they posted a link, which brings you to EA.com. Gotcha. And it actually has, currently right now, uh, has a little over 13 hours with a timer nice. going down. Okay. So it says, watch the premiere, which will be in 13 hours. Okay. So that was leaked. And I think they're on the end of their uh, contract with, right. I don't know if it ever got extended or not, but... Uh. Presumably, they're at the end of their contract in the next couple years for Star Wars games with, with EA. Um, but that's not the only leak we had this week. Yeah? Yeah. Our, our faucet was kind of leaky earlier. I was wondering. <laughs> I was like, is there something you haven't told me? <laughs> but also, uh-huh. a little game called Gods and Monsters. Oh, okay. Which is that Ubisoft game that was supposed to come out back in February this year. Yeah, the slightly... And then it was delayed, and we haven't heard much about it since, so I don't know when. I think it's presumably next year. I don't even know if it's going to be this year now. That's the uh, slightly childlike graphics version of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, essentially. It seems like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was, it's the same creators yes. that made Odyssey. Yeah, it's are the same doing team, this. right? Yeah. They revealed it at E3, I want to say, last year. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, so apparently there was a leak for this game on Stadia, which we don't hear much about with how <laughs> no, we sure don't. Uh, successful it's I was been. Like, oh yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I believe it's 
deemed it was a bug in the Stadia system. Um, basically what happened was people on the Stadia app found a game called Orpheus, which was available for about 30 minutes on the marketplace uh, before being taken down. But when getting into this Orpheus game, it turns out it was Gods and Monsters as a very early build. Okay. We're talking so early that it had a lot of unfinished yeah. stuff in the game. Like, yeah. like a, a character that that the main character was talking to yeah. was basically was like, a like a white model. model. Yeah. Like, no no detail. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just basically showed about a minute or so, I think is what I saw for footage. I, don't, I think most of it's been taken off the internet. Okay. Because uh, I think Beyonce was able to get it down. Yeah. You like that call out? Yeah. <laughs> if you don't get it, just look it up. Yeah. It's good. Uh, so what people have found from the early build that was shown online through this Stadia app is uh, the UI was basically exactly what Assassin's Creed Odyssey used. Right. Which potentially they just put that in early on to have a UI to use for scroll on the game. Right. With the intent of fixing it later as its own thing. Right. So it's possible to be completely different. True. Again, this is an early build. Uh, the one key thing I noticed when I watched it was it looked like a big mechanic of the game was pretty much Breath of the Wild with the stamina circle yeah. that you use to climb buildings and cliffs and i'm sorry do people want to have limitations on this fantasy video game <laughs> like i don't understand right. the desire to have that right uh i don't know that's uh, one of the things that pissed me off about breath of the wild <laughs> fucking fall from the top of the cliff because i just needed like a quarter of a bar like yeah. quarter of a round thing more yeah like you should have stopped to look to your left you should have just kept walking yeah i guess so <laughs> it's fucking trash um, to be honest, that was probably the most discouraging part to me. But again, this is an early build. Yeah. It's probably still going to have that in the finished yeah. game. Cause yeah. that's, that's kind of a big mechanic to like, well, we don't need that after yeah. all. Eh, it's fine. They're clearly yeah. going off of the success of Breath of the Wild. Maybe they'll at least make it look different. Which is probably the best mediocre Zelda game there is. Throwing that out there. I'm, did you play it? I played a few hours. Okay, you did. Before I handed it over to you. Yeah, and then I played and this. You shit got out addicted of it. to it. Yeah, it was. There's just there's two camps when it comes to Zelda fans. Uh huh. There's the traditional Zelda fans. The top down. Well, top down sixty four, yeah. which are also three D, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just the ones that are. The format of Zelda games. Mm. And then there's Breath of the Wild. Not to say that they're both... It's not to say one's better than the other. Mm -hmm. Just one is the traditional format of how yeah. the games are. Yeah. And the other one is like this new we're trying to move forward thing. Yeah. Which is fine, but it just felt different. Um, yeah, because of... What the... I mean is like the dungeon setup. Like you have... Okay. A dungeon that you go to and then you do the dungeon and then you leave and you go to do another dungeon. They didn't really have dungeons as far as I could tell in yeah, this game. Yeah, they did. Hmm. 
They had like the all these little like puzzle things that were like quick little snippet gameplay things, right? They no. the shrines is the what shrines, I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah they they're not dungeons. They're... they're just like little puzzles that you do in like a few rooms and then you go to the next one. Uh. It's literally what the it basically is the same format of what Mario Odyssey was, only they didn't have shrines. It was just different things. Like, uh, go find these coins or go beat up this guy. That's not at all the same thing. It was the same thing. The, sh- the shrines had puzzles in them. Yes. Yeah. Mario Odyssey also has yeah, puzzles. Yeah, but when you say go beat up this guy, that's not a fucking puzzle. Well, you have to go through like this like platforming <laughs> thingy to get to the guy uh-huh okay it's fine it's fine i would like uh, we're gonna have to read I mean, this discussion another time i think i know we will but <laughs> i mean i just want to throw one last thing out there uh-huh. you have not played any other zelda that's so correct don't act like you know the differences or similarities no of no, no. i'm not professing to be an expert in the other kind of zeldas but the shrines are puzzles i guess so what i'm, I'm saying is i guess what i'm saying is if you went and played older zelda games that had actual dungeons uh-huh. you would know that these are not dungeons i just feel like when we spoke about Be- how because you're inside a fucking stone room does not make it a dungeon let's just say that i just feel like whenever you told me about how much you played breath of the wild before you gave it to me it didn't seem like you really had a you had played enough to experience how it was Maybe I haven't, but because I did go the back first to it of multiple times. I, where did I last leave off? I, I want to say the last time I played it was at my parents' house when we were like visiting for the holiday, and I think I got to like a bird world. Oh yeah, I think you're right. You had mentioned- I had to find something, and I had to fight some boss via flying yes. off wind gusts to like yes. attack it or yeah. something. Yeah. I don't you know got if, that far. I, I don't know okay. if I ever beat the boss. I might have. I think I beat one of the divine beasts. Okay. I think I beat at least one of them. Okay. But I don't feel like I ever really had a dungeon, which in my mind is the staple of what Zelda is. Okay. Well, I need you to show me a true dungeon then another time. Just, okay. Okay. Like in, I'm in not saying <laughs> Breath of the Wild sucked. Yeah. I well again I haven't played the whole game. Yeah. What I've played, I'm not saying it's a bad game. Yeah. It's a fun game. No, but I, I just, I feel like it's one of those things where they just slapped a label onto something that was like an idea that they had for a mm-hmm. different type of game that would help sell it. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Well, I'm just, I, yeah, I'm not trying to get defensive. I'm just curious to know what a quote unquote real dungeon is if those shrines do not count as a real dungeon to you. Because I felt like they fulfilled that idea. Or do they have of- bosses in them? Some of them do, yeah. Which would revert back to my whole comment of, uh, oh, go beat up this guy. Yeah. So if there is that because... From Odyssey. Right. So so the dungeon, the true dungeons in the original Zelda games had bosses in them, and that's the difference? Yeah. Well, they even had mini bosses where okay. you had to find keys, a compass, a map, and you had to like use these things to traverse the dungeon Mm -hmm. so like certain it kind of had like a whole metroid feel to it to an extent where you couldn't get to certain doors until you found something or killed this guy and you had to go back to another room and then you could find something else and Mm -hmm. then you zigzag around and eventually you get the master boss key and you get into the damn room and you got this big ass fucking boss okay you gotta beat it up 
And then okay. you get, like, whatever the fucking trope item is of that boss. Okay. Gotcha. And then you go do that to all the different dungeons. You get all the things together. You put them in your pocket. And you find some old guy. And you go, hey, see, I got all these things. And then you go to the fight cannon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seems legit. Simplified it a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. the basic concept is okay. you, get, you get a trope from each dungeon. Right. And then those are then allowing you to go fight Ganon, which is the baddie of the yeah. game. And then you you beat it. Okay. So. Understood. We got a little bit off topic, I a think. A bit, yeah. Um, we should probably so Gods and Monsters was leaked. <laughs> and, uh, again, I I was a little disappointed just because it felt like it was potentially going to just be a clone of Breath of the Wild. Okay. But if it's the creators of Odyssey, then that means they could be doing some really fun stuff. Because mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Odyssey. Especially the DLC, which is more of the Greek mythology yes. type creature stuff. Yes. So I'm hoping that they were like, oh, we want to do that. But since this isn't supposed to be science fiction-ish, mm-hmm. we couldn't do it. So I feel like this was like maybe them trying to do that. Right. But then putting a kid tone to it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Would have been better if they made it, like, legit, like, Odyssey looked. Yeah, it would have. Oh, well. So, that's that. Moving on. Yes. Uh, some slightly big news, or potentially big news. Okay. Uh, AT&T, which owns WB Interactive, which makes the Batman Arkham games through Rocksteady. Yeah. Which is the company that makes those games. Okay. Uh, apparently... AT&T is looking to sell WB Interactive. So that includes NetherRealm, who does the Mortal Kombat games. That includes, like we said, Rocksteady, which does the Batman Arkham games. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, we have the mystery one that's supposedly in the works and going to come out hopefully within the next year or two. the possible Court of Owls game? Yeah. Okay. Uh, And then another studio, Avalanche, which I can't remember the last Mm. game that they came out with. But they are... Yeah, this sounds familiar to me. Well, there's like... technically two studios oh, named Avalanche. yeah. We've talked about this before, actually. Yeah. So, this is one of them. Um, so, here's the thing. If they were to sell WB Interactive, which umbrellas all of these developers, mm-hmm. which make really good games, mm-hmm. uh, those games would not be a part of transferred ownership because WB owns Batman. Okay. So by selling the WB Interactive, they're not selling the entire property of Batman. They're selling the game company. Okay. Which makes the game that they have contracted to do that. Not part of it? So if they sold... So basically, WB still owns Batman, whether or not they sell this company. Okay. Because they owned the company, they can also make the games because it's their own fucking property. Right. So they're like, we own you, we own Batman, make a Batman game. Right. If they were to sell it off, they still own Batman, but they don't own the company that makes the Batman game. Okay. So then whoever now owns the Batman, or whoever now owns the game company that made the Batman games would then have to... Theoretically, have a commercial license agreement yeah, okay, to like make the game still. And, okay, okay, which that makes would sense. likely happen because they are so successful that you would think that the company would want to keep 
Yeah. With that brand. Right. As, as something. Okay. Otherwise, they're really just buying these developers and then they're going to have to use them to make new IPs or work on existing things that they already have in their library of franchises. Mm-hmm. Which, they're talented developers. So, if they don't make these games that they're known for, they could still do great things. It's right. just they would have that transition period of getting on something Figuring new. Figuring it out, yeah. Yeah. But the reason that they are potentially selling is because I guess they uh, are in quite a lot of debt, like $200 billion. Yikes. Could you imagine being in that much debt? No. I couldn't even imagine being in like $200,000 debt yeah. without freaking out at that idea. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, apparently when they bought the company, or AT&T bought... Warner Media in 2018 for 109 million dollars or 109 billion dollars. I was gonna say that's a pretty good deal. <laughs> so, since they've been in debt two billion, uh, so I guess investors are saying that they need to uh, sell off non-core assets, which includes these gaming companies, and actually also Directv is potentially up for sale as well. Okay. Uh. And so this could be valued at $4 billion to sell this whole WB Interactive section. Okay. And potentially, companies like Take-Two, EA, and Activision Blizzard are interested in buying these. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So now, keep in mind... Possibilities there. Um, Shadow Mordor. Yes. Also WB. Yes. So, again... That's Lord of the Rings, so that yeah. might not be something that would be carry over okay. unless they had some kind of further agreement to allow them to play or make those games. Mm-hmm. Um, the one I'm not sure about is Mortal Kombat because I don't know if technically WB owns that property or if NetherRealm owns it. And then I guess if WB owns NetherRealm, then it would be WB's in the end anyways. So I don't know. It's... It's just interesting. Yeah. This could really change the industry yeah. depending on who buys this. Yeah. Uh, the first thought was Microsoft could buy these. That's a good point. If they could get a hold of the Batman games through some kind of contract, yeah. even though they wouldn't own the property, yeah. they can make it an exclusive, That's true. which would be a good counter for the Spider-Man games that Sony has now brought in as a staple to their console. That's a good point. Because these games are fucking good. Yeah. They've they've had what four of them, yeah. I think, that's right. I think there's four. Yeah. There's the the three Are big from... ones, and then there's the origins, which was not so liked, but still, uh, for I understand, was not a bad game. That's interesting. Never played that one though. I've played zero of them. Well, we have all of them. I know. Besides our origins. I know when you bought one of them, you were like, you got it basically for me, but I was still balls deep in The Witcher Three. I think I got you. Arkham Knight, yeah. I think. And yeah. I actually played that and beat it. Yeah. Yeah, I still want to go back to it, but I just am really bad at committing to it because I've still never finished The Witcher 3, <laughs> even yeah. though I love it a lot. It's just I can never seem to make it through. I don't have that kind of time in my life. Yeah. So I, I was just, I thought it was pretty interesting of an idea that Microsoft could buy this mm. uh, WB Interactive, and then yeah. that would really strengthen their... Not necessarily portfolio, because those games would still be cross-platform. But if they were to get a hold of 
making the future games exclusive through contracts or whatever have yes. you. Um, that could really help the balance for them going to not necessarily the beginning of this next gen, but like maybe the second half of it. Right. Because I would imagine a game like, you know, you you mentioned the, the Court of Owls potentially being the next game. Mm-hmm. I would imagine since, let's say, a company buys them after that had already been in the works. Mm-hmm. I would assume that that game would then be distributed based off the old contract to all platforms. Even if Sony or Microsoft were to buy the company. I guess it just depends on the contract. It's kind of like Minecraft where... It was not on PlayStation before Microsoft bought the company. Yeah. But because it was in a contract to come out on that console at a later date, it still ended up coming out even though it's technically a Microsoft-owned the studio now. Gotcha. But so. that doesn't really explain why Dungeons is on cross-platform. I think that was just a move for wanting to get more user base off of a property that sells really big. Yeah, 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 for sure. Anyways, uh, it was just uh, an interesting story. I thought it was one of the bigger stories of the week. Yeah. Outside of the PS5 reveal, that is. Um, but speaking of Sony and Spider-Man, I mean, we, we all know about the announcement of Miles Morales. Yes, uh, yes. For the PS5. Mm-hmm. Uh, Holiday 2020, right? <laughs> that's what they're saying. That's what it says. Uh, but I'm, hold them to it. <laughs> to be honest, I'm not completely convinced that this is a PS5 exclusive. Yeah, I, I think it might be on PS4 as well. I agree with you. I think they may have it like a six month thing where maybe it'll come out on PS4 later. Yeah. But I don't think it's just on PS5. Yeah. But we'll see. Uh, there's been conflicting reports from Sony on what's happening with that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, Vice President for Sony, Simon Rudder, told the British newspaper The Telegraph. That it was an expansion and an enhancement to the previous game as far as what Spider-Man Miles Morales was. Okay. Uh, News outlets ran with this comment and they started reporting that the game was a remaster of the 2018 game that came out with added content for Miles Morales. How did they make that out of the... So it got shifted from this being a new game to this being essentially DLC a DLC <laughs> added to a game that has been out for a couple years now yeah uh which was wrong it was yeah. not what it was yeah uh and it was later corrected by Sony saying that it was a shorter standalone game Insomniac the people who the, the company that makes the game for yeah. Sony uh tweeted on their account Marvel Spider-Man, Miles Morales is the next adventure in the Marvel's Spider-Man universe. We will reveal more about this standalone game at a future date. So they were just kind of covering their their tracks of any confusion, uh, but also not really giving any information out because they're not ready to. Yeah, they were just trying to dispel the misinformation. Uh, So I'm a little annoyed at the idea of... Because this made a lot of drama on the internet. It did. Uh, In fact, a lot of these gaming outlets who report all this kind of stuff then had updates with corrections saying that they were essentially misled and that it was the guy pretty much this guy who made the quote 
was thrown under the bus yeah. as though he misspoke about what the game was. Yeah. And it was all because it seems people just assumed from what he said that it was something that it wasn't. Right. Yeah. Um, like, well, I mean, that wasn't clear to me. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the, the companies I saw who did the quote unquote update news story about this were really snarky about it. And, and instead of admitting that they just reported something without really having any facts to it, mm-hmm. they just acted like the guy fucked up. Yeah. And that they were misled and that's why they had the wrong information earlier. But isn't that like reporting 101? Like, know your source? Well, that's the problem with society these days. Nobody cares about that reporting kind of shit Reporting isn't like it used to be. Reporting integrity is not a thing anymore. Well, I mean, it is to an extent. Like, companies do care about having the right information. But, like, the problem is click clicks are more important than actual truth these days. That's true. So... To an extent, they probably don't care as long as it gets people showing up to their site, right? Right. I don't know. Uh, there was a lot of people who disagreed with with my stance that it was unreasonable for these outlets to, to blame the guy for something that they just assumed was what he said. Yeah. And then later, a Sony spokesperson also said... Uh, this game will be smaller than a traditional console game, but it will uh, be sold as a standalone product. Which tells me this is like Uncharted Lost Legacy. Which is good. Which is a great game. Yeah. It was a shorter game compared to Uncharted. Yeah. And their main numbered games. But it's a solid game. And it was still, I think, like... Eight to ten hours, if I remember right. Yeah, it, was... it wasn't really short. It was just compared to Uncharted, which is like what twenty plus hours usually. Yeah, it wasn't a short. I mean, it was short compared to that, but yeah, it wasn't a super short game. I don't know how many days it took me. Hmm. I, I I think I platinum that game. I think I I played the whole thing, and, and it. It, it's a shorter game, but it's not short, so short that like you feel like it's just DLC. Right, yeah. Um, I wasn't like, oh, it's done already? Like, I enjoyed it. I think it was a good length. Yeah. And going back to him saying it's an expansion and an enhancement on the previous game, like, an expansion is typically used for games that have a big, big chunk of content added to an already existing game. Yeah. But... I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, it's standalone some... game is just like a small standalone game is in my opinion, that's just marketing talk for an expansion that doesn't need the original the game. Mhm. Because th- there is no way they're not using the engine from the 2018 Spider-Man yeah, game. Yeah. Because this had come so quickly out of the blue after that game was released. Yeah. There's no way that they rebuilt an entire engine for the PS5 to run this game. Right. That's kind of what leads me back to PS4 may have this game as well. Right, right. Because they released this game in September of 2018. They then had three, to f- I think it was three, maybe four DLC packs that they released slowly throughout the time after. And those packs they were currently working on at the time it wasn't something that they had all done and they were just waiting to press the button to send it out mm-hmm. they were working on them 
as the first one was out. Then they would work on the next one as the second one was out and so on. Right. So, and you could kind of tell it didn't have quite the polish that the uh, main game had. There was a lot more glitches and stuff that was clear from just, you know, the deadlines that they mm-hmm. needed to keep. So the fact that they were working on the DLC means there's no way they were able to really focus a lot on this game for at least a few months. Yeah. So I guess I'm just saying I I don't think anything he said was wrong. It's just the way people interpret it was the problem. Yeah, I guess because it depends on how you interpret the word expansion and the word enhancement because like... An expansion doesn't necessarily mean it's an expansion pack or DLC. It just means... Yeah, it's expanding yeah, on what the game yeah, was. Yeah, exactly. It's, which, if you're using the same engine, that's accurate. Yeah. And then also enhancement to the previous game. I took that also as, well, yes, this is Miles Morales. It's enhancing because there's different move sets that you're going to have yeah. with a new character. And different powers. Hence and he, his stealth shit and yeah. the... So when you say Venom sting that he does or whatever the hell it's called. And when you say it's an expansion, it's that's a very obvious statement because he was in the original game, right? In the Spider-Man game. Yeah, he was As he a, was a big portion of the yeah, game. Yeah. So they're just taking that and expanding on it. So I feel like people are yeah. getting are just taking words and twisting them and then getting mad at the person who said the words. Exactly. <laughs> Which is Which they didn't say. That pretty much sums up society today, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, here's what I think they're doing. Some people were also upset because this is a smaller game. Uh, and they think that it should be the sequel game, not just a smaller game. For the character of Miles. Because he's kind of a bigger deal for you know, diversifying a lead character. Yeah. But, I mean, when um, did the Spider-Man game come out? Tell me again. 2018, September. Okay, so it could very well be that this is just a teaser version. It's a small version, and then maybe they'll come out with something bigger after. Who well, knows? Well, this is what I'm talking about. This yeah. is what I think they're doing. Yeah. I think this game is an in-betweener mm-hmm. between what came out in 2018 and the official sequel, which is going to have most likely, spoiler alert, Venom in it. Yeah. Based off that game. Right. And the tease at the end. Yeah. If you haven't played it yet... I don't know what to tell you. It's been two years, almost. <laughs> yeah. Almost two years. Yeah. Um, so I think this game is meant to be kind of a hold you off until you get the official sequel for the PS5 in a couple years from now. Okay. Okay. This is not spoilers, but this is my prediction of what they are going to do. I believe... In this game, they're essentially introducing him as the official character of mm-hmm. Miles Morales as Spider-Man. Yeah. In his own capacity. Uh-huh. And then I think the sequel game, which will be the official one. Right. I think we'll have Peter Parker and Miles Morales Ooh. working together okay. for whatever that story is. Yeah. With the ending being, uh-huh. again, this is my prediction, yeah. not not fact, okay. but my okay. my what I think is going to happen. Uh-huh. Peter Parker dying uh-huh. to give the big oh shit to that game story uh-huh. at the end, and then the third game will be Miles Morales as the lead. Okay, kind of a passing the torch. Passing the torch. Yeah. 
So I have two questions for you. Do you think it's possible that they could also bring in the Spider-Verse situation? Like the movie? Like they could bring in the other I mean, they, they could. Yeah. I don't know if they want to jump to that because this is kind of more of a serious... Oh, okay. I mean, I mean, you're talking about comic book characters, so how serious could uh, it yeah. be? I true, mean, it's true. all a lot of science fiction that's yeah. ridiculous. But yeah. the way that they structured the game, it was more grounded, if you okay, will. Okay, so more realistic, with the exception of Spider-Man, basically. And the villains yeah, yeah. having their powers. Right. But the tone of it was more realistic and serious Not as so far as... Not so much like Spider-Pig could exist. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. <laughs> You just made me laugh because there's references to Spider Pig in the game. Are you serious? <laughs> Good. Okay. I believe there was. Okay. Uh, so, second question with respect to this. Uh, sorry, I don't know if you said the spokesperson thing yet. The Sony spokesperson, what the, what they said. Yeah. Yeah. We okay. Have... Um, do you think that because this is a standalone product, but is they're admitting will be smaller than the traditional game? Do you think it's going to cost less? Yeah, well, like Lost Legacy, I think was forty dollars okay. instead of instead sixty. Of 60? That's true. Okay. So I would imagine it would be around that cost. Okay. But if it is truly a PS5 game, okay, it may be higher than that because it's considered a you know more work to Top put into. In every shit, generation, yeah. there's always the the speculation that the the cost of games is going to go up. Typically, it's ten dollars. You would see. Yeah. Um, I think PS2 was the exception where games had, like, they lived in, like, the Wild West where, like, there was games that were over $100. There was games that were, like, $20. It was just, there was like, no there was no real whatsoever. standardized pricing. It was just, pricing. like, yeah, whatever you want to charge for it. It's fine. <laughs> and so, like, developers would just charge whatever the fuck they felt like for their games. <laughs> one million dollars. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they made one copy. <laughs> well, that'll cover us for the year. Sure, it takes a lot more than a million dollars to make a game. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you started seeing the standardizing with 360, PS3 at $60. I think it was like more like 50 to 60. And then now, you know, it's more like 60 to. Unofficially, games cost about $100 now. Because of the DLC. Because the the season pass. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. that I they mean, basically I'm, make it. I'm air quoting as yeah. I'm sure everyone can see. Yeah. Uh, the season passes that they include. <laughs> of course they can see it. What the are you di- talking about? I know. I'm an idiot. <laughs> uh, the season passes essentially are like just part of games now where yeah. it's expected you're going to pay for them. And so they always lump them in for $100 with the season pass. Right. Really, you're just buying a $100 game. Right. And they're saying you're getting extra features. Yeah. So uh, I'm curious what the prices of games will be. I would imagine... They'll probably be closer to the seventy mm-hmm. if they do change. Okay. The only way they wouldn't change is if they want to try to lure in more people to buy the console with that positive message that you're not going to be investing more on the software side. Right, right. What about the hardware side? As far as the hardware side, we learned all about the hardware side we sure with did. the PS5 reveal. Yeah. Um, so I, I th- figured we could go over a little briefing of what we talked about with the last episode. Uh-huh. Again, go check it out. We did a special PS5 reveal episode. I think it's 37.5. Yep. That's what we called it. 
Um, and we were joined by some friends uh, from another podcast, What's the Focus? So go check them out too if you if you'd like. Yeah. Um, but we just talked about the whole thing. Uh, I'm sorry, I have to interrupt you. Do we need to go outside and see if the zombie apocalypse is happening? Because this fucking helicopter will not leave. Uh, so this helicopter's been fucking circling for, like, close to an hour. I can't figure out what's going on. There's no, like, news articles. Starting to wonder if, like, the world's on fire outside and we just can't figure it out. To be fair, we didn't go to the street. Just went to the balcony, but... Yeah, well, what can't be figured out is them that we're trying to record a goddamn podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I don't understand. Like, what are they looking for? Yeah, okay, so I, I don't know what the fuck is going on with this helicopter, but I guess uh, if anybody hears the constant circling helicopter above us, we apologize. We're hearing it, too. We're just as annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it's just, like, the neighbors being helicopter parents. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, maybe. Yeah. Maybe their kids are yeah. recklessly hanging out in the pool, and they're they're just kind of hovering around yeah. watching them. Well, we were about ready to do our keyword for the free game coming up yeah so i guess let's just fucking do it now i had one in mind we were gonna do one related to the show but what's better than the word helicopter yeah so fuck it why not the keywords helicopter sounds good (laughs) so remember go check out our facebook page and comment on the post so you can be entered to win a game code so what was the word again helicopter i barely knew her all right terrible (laughs) moving on okay (laughs) sorry for the interruption shall we continue about the ps5 yeah uh i just i mean we'll keep this part quick because i didn't plan on spending a lot of time to begin with yeah since we had the full episode Mm -hmm. Uh, but i thought we could give a brief what we liked what we didn't like and just kind of a little about the console itself uh Number one game that stood out for me was Project Athia or Project Athia. I don't actually know how to say it, but definitely interested in that. And uh, as far as the console goes, I like the way it looks. It's a little different, a little alien-esque, but... Um... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, again, all these memes that we've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's, there's all these things yeah. that it's been compared to, and they're all spot on. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm not against it. It's definitely not what I expected because everything's fairly standardized right now, but the next gen looks like they're going in a completely different direction. Yeah, they're so. definitely looking to uh make them unique. The, mm-hmm. Something not so traditional. Yes. Unorthodox, if yeah. you will, as far as the design. Um I'm not the biggest fan of white consoles in general. Yeah. And I think that's my problem with it. Not so right. much the shape as it is the coloring, the coloring. scheme. True. Where it's white with the black strip in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been photoshopped ones of it being a black, like an all black console. Mm-hmm. I think it looks gorgeous. Yeah. If, uh, I know they've made comments that that's the official launch one and there's no other version right. as far as coloring. Yeah. But you have to imagine they would come out with potentially a different color at some point. Right. Because, you know, PS4, they came out with a white one. Yeah. For, uh, it was the Destiny one, but yeah. it was white. Yeah, that's true. Um, plus, you know there's going to be special edition consoles, so. Yeah. There'll be different colors. Um, yeah. In fact, there's even a Spider-Man one that 
was floating around. Yeah, I was saw floating that. around for for themes after Miles Morales' character costume. Yeah, um, which was probably the biggest game. Mm-hmm. That and Horizon. Yeah, uh, I don't remember the subtitle Something of it, but West. the Horizon Forbidden Zero West. Dawn. Forbidden West. Okay, yes. so that's the sequel, and it looks gorgeous. And it, you know, it does. It looks really good. Of course, we didn't really see any actual gameplay. I think it was mostly just CGI uh, trailer. I don't yeah. think there was any actual gameplay. You're probably right, but I did like you got some hints about maybe new gameplay mechanics, like the mm-hmm. underwater yeah. situation, yeah, which that I'm was intrigued, intrigued that was by. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Personally. I think you already know what I was really excited I do, about. I do, but tell everyone else. Uh, Stray, <laughs> which was a cat game, I guess, where you navigate a world full of uh, robots in this apocalyptic world where they just yeah maintain the day-to-day actions of what humanity used to do. But they're robots. So but they're robots. The so. concept of the society is strange to me. It seems like humans were just replaced with robots. But this cute, adorable cat with a backpack mm-hmm. is running around exploring stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm here for that. I yeah. agree. Well, there's multiple cats, but whether you play as more than one, who knows? But uh, as far as I can tell, all you do is you go and explore and solve mysteries throughout the area. Okay. I don't know. Uh, it's a PS4 and PS5 game. It's mm-hmm. not exclusive to the next gen. Uh, and it's got a 2021 release date. So it's going to be a while until and... we see it. But, man, did I instantly fall in love with this game of course yeah <laughs> and then i noticed something during the video that i watched about it towards the end of the trailer when it showed the title there was purring in the background whenever i was watching it mm. but so i thought that was really clever that they did that but then when i watched it again with you and you're reviewing it again it didn't have a pur- the purring so it must have been just depending on the source maybe so. one of the cats was just behind you when you watched it no I like, had, man, the surround sound on this trailer. No, I had headphones on and everything. Like, I know it happened. I'm not crazy. And I liked it. So whoever yeah. did that, it was cool. So you just want them to just add constant purring in the game as no, you're playing? No, it was just the part at the end with the title. It just I thought it was very well done. So whoever did that, okay. fucking great job. Was there any games that kind of disappointed you or you just didn't uh, care about whether yeah. you knew what they were or not? Does anyone give a shit about GTA Five anymore? Like, can really? Well, a lot of people care about it, but I whether just, it's necessary to be on next gen, I, just, I think that's a whole nother debate. That's I just feel like no, no, I didn't care about it. I also didn't care about NBA Two K, but that's not really that surprising. Yeah, sports not and racing thing. games are yeah. always. And then there was a game that I was just like, "What the fuck is this? What was it called? Destruction?" Oh, it was Des- like the car derby. Yeah, it reminded me of like. Battle bots, but mm-hmm. like it kind of had a, as well. a twisted metal kind of feel to it, but okay. as like a Fortnite game mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, it looked. Uh, I don't know. I didn't like it. Yeah. So, um, I personally was really let down by Resident Evil Eight. Yeah. I don't want to get too far into it, but uh, I put out like a tweet joke that it looked like it was uh, this week on Charmed. <laughs> yeah and that basically sums up what i thought of the trailer right. it, it felt like they've really detached from what resident evil was and they're going to this weird paranormal yeah it seems very spiritual shit now and i'm not i'm not into it I'm not interested yeah um not to say the game's gonna suck i just it doesn't look appealing right so i guess we'll see as time goes on 
Uh, and that game was very predictable when they sh- when they first started showing the trailer. Mm-hmm. I knew instantly when I was when I saw it, I was like, "This is Resident Evil 8. Yeah. And then, sure enough, it was all the trash that I didn't want to see. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, that that's just a little briefing of our PS5. Yeah. Uh, reveal. Uh, again, go check out our episode. We did a whole. There was about two hours of conversation about games we didn't cover every game but yeah. most of them quite a few of them, uh, yeah. the, the bigger ones at least yeah uh and the console itself we yeah. talked about you know where where it can go with mm-hmm. with uh you know storage and all that stuff mm-hmm. and the different the different skews as far as digital versus yeah having a disc yeah. drive yeah um so it's interesting go check it out yep uh, and then I want to just give like a reminder uh, to people about uh, the summer of gaming that IGN is presenting this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've already done a few days, but they're basically in place of E3 doing a lot of uh, reveals on new games or just updates on existing games uh, that have not been released but have been announced already. Uh, just a whole beret of stuff uh, for people to you know, get excited for, for the future of gaming. Yeah. A lot of indies, obviously. Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, the card strategy role-playing kind of games mm-hmm. are, are popular. That's kind of, it seems like there's a lot of games like that. So, okay. if you're into that, no. I'm not particularly into not it. Not really. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of good stuff. And then also the Gorilla Collective, uh, which is focused heavily on Indie Games also has been announcing stuff, which they've also worked with IGN on stuff. Okay, I was going to ask that. So they kind of, they're their own thing, but they're kind of like on all of the platforms for gaming news. Gotcha. So like Greg Miller from Kind of Funny uh, hosted parts of it, Mm -hmm. and then they had other groups hosting parts of it, and Mm -hmm. they just kind of threw this thing together to help smaller companies share their games. And a lot of games were... Either coming out really fucking soon, or they were just DLC dropping for them, you know, like mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, so there's there's a lot to be excited for for yeah. gamers. A lot of new things, a lot of old things with new stuff. Yes. Um, a couple things I wanted to just go over that I thought were really exciting. Uh-huh. A game I saw on IGN's Summer of Gaming, Second Extinction. Yeah. Which basic premise it looks like it's like a left for dead type game uh where it's like a four player survival game uh only it's dinosaurs instead of zombies and not only are they dinosaurs they are genetically mutated dinosaurs right yeah i was gonna say Um, there's a little bit more detail yeah and actually i learned too that it's not just carnivores there's also herbivores that are very aggressive Oh. Which, let's they just be honest, like... when you look at dinosaurs, the herbivores are the ones that can fuck They're you terrifying. up. They're the ones yeah. that have all the weapons. Yeah. <laughs> As part of their body. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that game looked really good. It's gorgeous. It's on yeah. next gen. It looked really cool. Uh, specifically, they've you know referenced it for Xbox Series X. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's on PS5. I imagine it is. Um, but that game got me excited. I'm, I'm really interested in that one. Yeah, I'm sure I'm going to be terrible um, at it, but I'm definitely interested. In fact, uh, I believe I've put the link in our Facebook group, but I'll, I'll probably put it there now, um, well, after the show. Uh, <laughs> Stop they, it right now yeah. and go do it. <laughs> I'll be right back. Give me five minutes. <laughs> uh, they actually have a beta coming out 
Oh shit. Relatively soon. So I you can sign up on their website and then that's like a whole marketing thing. So if you get one person, just one person who copies your link mm-hmm. or clicks on your link mm-hmm. and then signs up for their news email stuff, mm-hmm. you will then be entered to have the beta for this game. Okay. So if one of you cares enough to just humor me, mm-hmm. please find that link that I'm going to post in our Facebook group. I'll probably put it on all social media as well. Yeah. Uh, so just one person. Be yeah. my hero. Yeah. Let me let me get into this beta. It is on PC, not Xbox Series X. Okay. Obviously, because we don't have that. Right. Um, so it'll be on the PC version, but I'm hoping I could link my Xbox controller to yeah, the PC and play it. So, yeah. um, fingers fucking crossed. Yeah. Uh, T-Rex fingers crossed. Right. <laughs> okay. That got me. Yeah. You got yourself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another game I wanted to just kind of note, Yakuza Like a Dragon. I think okay. we made jokes about this game in the past. Uh, it's apparently a departure from the typical Yakuza games, which is more like a GTA kind of thing, but mm-hmm. like... It's based off the Yakuza mob in Japan, mm-hmm. and um, there's like a lot of a lot of stuff you could do in those games. But this one takes a departure into a turn-based RPG game, oh. but it plays out like it's live action. The way that the characters move around and stuff—it's okay. really crazy looking. It's Interesting. and it's all the characters are just like very grounded, normal people in society. Mm-hmm. And they just use like, some guy has like a guitar and that's his weapon. And like, it just, like it's, <laughs> okay, that's kind of funny. Like it hits him with his guitar and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, it's not like crazy spells and all that stuff, but okay. it's also a traditional RPG. Interesting. Uh, so that kind of has my interest. Um, and then there was a game called star renegade, which we actually played at E3, I think a couple years ago. Whatever the last year, yeah, we I went watched to this was. video and I do not remember playing this, but I believe you. <laughs> yeah, I was. I think I was playing it for like a good half an hour because nobody else was around the booth, oh. and the 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 PR person or the someone mm-hmm. who was a part of the game yeah. development was just chatting along with me, telling me all about the game as I was playing it. Okay, I remember this. It now. was fun, but it was just above my style of gaming. Not okay. that like I didn't. It wasn't a bad game i just wasn't good at it was this the game that you were playing and it turned out the chick what used to work for um telltale no no talk about that boat game was it a boat game no oh you're right well that's that's something else okay sorry yeah uh so i i was having fun but i just wasn't good at the game right right. it was like really hard but it's like a very strategic Mm -hmm. rpg it's interesting got it uh they revealed the game here Mm -hmm. uh so okay. art style is really retro, but yeah. also 3D. It looks really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wanted to shout out to that game because gotcha. it, it was it was an interesting game. They're, they're doing definitely things that I, they're mashing up different genres for sure. Right, right. Okay. Uh, so Beyond Blue caught my eye, which appears to be, I guess, if you're like you're like a researcher or something of the sea life. So you're like an underwater sea researcher who, so like, it looks like the gameplay is going to be, uh, you swimming around identifying creatures and I don't know. And look, there was like some walking through a, uh, a submarine type situation as well. Um, but all kinds of sea creatures. So like, I'm super into that. So 
that seemed like it could be fun. Yeah, I was educational. Kind of, I was maybe? kind of interested in what that was. Yeah, I mean, I'm intrigued by it. So I don't really know. I don't, there's gonna be. I'm not sure what kind of detail there is gonna be in it, but initially, it seems like it'll be kind of fun to check out. Yeah. Um, Borderlands Three, Bounty of Blood DLC. Um, we knew that was gonna come, so it's good that they. Yeah, I'm curious if this is part of our season pass or if this is something past that. I don't know how many they've had out yet. I'm hoping this it's a part of it. This is the third one, I think. Okay, so it's probably a part of our season yeah, pass then. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes they only cover up to so many, mm-hmm. and then they keep going, so you right. have to buy more season passes. Yeah. I know we briefly mentioned this when we talked about the Bounty of Blood DLC a couple episodes ago, but I'm pretty intrigued to see this new planet or world you get to be in because there's like a like a robotic creature vehicle Uh, (laughs) okay yeah it's so i'm interested you get to ride a creature but it's like a a robotic it's like a robosaur essentially is what it looked like (laughs) so i was like yes please um and then the description in this reveal was kind of like it's like an old western town i'm like ooh, i don't know about that but as far as riding creatures yes so i'll get obviously i'm gonna give it a try um, and then they did talk about how you said that they talked about um, they're providing the ability to use a pre-leveled up character to play without having ha- having had to having reached that level in the main game. Yeah, so basically you don't have to worry about playing up to a certain point in that campaign of the game yeah. to level up to get into the DLC. Yeah, they're basically just saying we'll give you that character level, yeah. and then you could just go straight into the DLC. Yeah, which. Is cool to an extent, but yeah. also feel like it defeats the point of, like, I who's it buying who's it. buying a game for the DLC but not the game. I don't know. It's kind that of weird, seems a little right? weird to me. Yeah, unless somebody is Borderlands Three on Game Pass. Isn't it on Game Pass right now? No. Oh, it's too early to have that mm, on Game just Pass. Just kidding. I was thinking it was like maybe if the game was on Game Pass, but you still had to pay for the DLC or something like that. That would make more sense. Yeah. Um, but in, they did this kind of thing with um. Borderlands 2, they did it with the DLC that came out as a teaser going into Borderlands 3. Remember mm-hmm. we played that? Yes. It was free. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I remember that. They did do that, but mm-hmm. I think that was more because they kind of had to since the idea was to sell 3. Yes. And so if you have a pool of people who have not played 2, yeah. they're not going to go out and play an entire game just so they, just can so they could play three. your marketing little DLC exactly. to go yeah. into 3. Yeah. So that made more sense. Yeah. Um, and then finally, I noticed Freak Apocalypse is by the makers of Cyanide and Happiness, the web comic. Um, which I love that web comic. I think it's hilarious. So, uh, my vibe from this game, it kind of looked like just one of the South Park games, but with a different comic. It definitely felt like the first South Park, uh, stick of truth game. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, as I'm, far as I'm navigating down. the game and, yeah. and, and the tone and of you it. can interact with the other characters and whatever like i'm yeah. definitely interested depending on how much um, that's gonna be we also played like a card game like similar to cards against humanity right that was yes these characters yes um my cousin had it i don't remember what it was called yes oh fuck i can't remember what it was watch called. it's just called cyanide and happiness <laughs> <laughs> no it's not yeah i can't remember okay um and a couple more games i just kind of shout out uh there were so many indie games, so I, you're going to have to go look for this stuff. Yeah, but go find there's out. There's so much more than we're even referencing. There's but, a ton of things. But these are kind of what caught our attention. Um, 
Baldur's Gate 3 was kind of a bigger thing, it seemed. I'm not yeah. really into those games. I don't know if I'd be into them. Seems like they're kind of Lord of the Rings kind of things. I don't know. See, I watched the thing and I was like, so back in the day, Lord of the Rings War in the North is still probably one of my all-time favorite games. I loved that game. It was so much fun. I played the shit out of it a million times. I think you just really liked playing it with me at the start of our relationship. And you just have this nostalgia investment to it okay but i played with other people too whoa (laughs) you were cheating on me (laughs) no (laughs) and i played that game multiple times by myself as well changes everything okay i can't trust you anymore all right when i I... play a game or when you play a game i don't know if i'm getting the sloppy server seconds all right anyway i love the shit out of that game and I went Googling and shit because this is like early on. Why did it look like you were punching something? I was like. I was Googling and you're like you know, throwing like, a, like an uppercut. My hands were out. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> um, so I was like Googling the shit out of it trying to find like where are more games like this. Because this was like early on in my console owning experience because that was like fairly soon after I got the PS3. So I was like what else can I buy? What else can I play that's similar game to this? And a lot of people kept bringing up Baldur's Gate. And I was like okay I got to remember that. So, when I heard Baldur's Gate 3 was coming out, I was, like, super excited, because I've still never played the original one, because I don't have that fucking console. But, I watched a little bit of the video today, skipped around a bit. I watched the character creation, I'm like, okay, I'm interested, this is interesting, it's got, like, different fucking creatures, Mm -hmm. not creatures, I guess there's creatures, and there's different, the different races, like, you can be a halfling, you can be a half-elf, you can be an elf, you can be a fucking, lots of other things. A muggle, that's Harry Potter. Yeah. And that's just a human, so yes, you can. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I was interested until you get to the point where there's actually showing gameplay and I was like, fuck, this is turn-based. Is it? Yeah. So I'd be into it. You might be into it. So I was going to tell you, you might be interested because apparently it's turn-based. Okay. And I was like, fuck, because I don't usually like turn-based games. I think the first two are on Game Pass, at least the second one. Okay. I have have to look into that. Let's look at that. Yeah. Okay. Um, that, be, that being said, the graphics looked really good, and it seemed like an interesting concept, so I'll probably still check it out, assuming it's not super expensive, especially if you might be into it, because it's turn-based. Okay, yeah, that has yeah. my interest now. Yeah. Um, Moonlighter, which felt, I guess it's a game that came out a couple years ago, but they announced new DLC called Between Dimensions. Uh, basically, this game looked like a top-down retro Zelda kind of game, with yeah. like really cool graphics okay it was you know very retro blocky characters mm-hmm. uh but in like a modern 3d take um and they're also announcing that they have a a mobile version coming out that later this year with, that's cool you know special features and you know controls mm-hmm. based for touchscreen and all that right stuff. right um so that was interesting uh, another game metal hellsinger which felt a lot like it was like a first person doom shooter kind of game mm-hmm. but it was like music based where it was, it's heavy metal obviously what yeah right <laughs> it's kind of weird uh but it the killing the creatures worked into the rhythm of the music so, so you're not killing them with your music no okay That'd no be cool. it's like you slash somebody and it like makes like part of the song and stuff and like oh, okay so i'm That's not sure cool. i'm not sure if it's fully independent where you run around and do this stuff mm-hmm. or if it's more of a, a like a 
on rail track kind of thing mm-hmm. and you it's more like a guitar hero i'm assuming right. is what it is okay because otherwise it makes no sense to me how you could fluidly make the music because mm-hmm. you're gonna have you know times where there's gaps in between right yeah depending exactly. on how you play and yeah what decisions you make mm-hmm. so it caught my eye i don't know if i'd actually buy it but right. maybe if it was like a game pass thing mm-hmm. i'd be interested in, in trying it out um uh and then a game called gory cuddly carnage <laughs> which essentially was a skateboarding cat with these like futuristic size sticking out of the skateboard yeah. And you do like backflips and just spinning around and shit, cutting like you up. You use the skateboard to murder unicorns? The unicorns turning into like these demon things. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it felt very much like a goofy skateboarding game yeah. mashed with like Devil May Cry. You know what it reminded me of? Um, Sunset Overdrive. Perfect example. Yeah. Which I'm interested. I'm interested because yeah. I got really into that game for a while. Yeah. So this is like a cat, a skateboarding cat. So like, what's not to like? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but that's not the only skateboarding game with an animal. What? There's also another skateboarding game that there they was... showed, which actually ties into ID at Xbox. Okay. Called Skatebird. Skatebird. Is it a bird? Yeah, it's a skateboarding oh, bird. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about the pause. When you yelled <laughs> skatebird like a question mark, I was thinking free bird. All right. And then I was in my head. <laughs> so you had to like process through yeah, that. Yeah, I had to process continue? through not, no, not starting free singing free bird. Okay. <laughs> you were thinking about it though. Um, and by singing, I mean just fucking yeah. babbling out the music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, It's very ridiculously quirky and it looks funny because the birds actually do like motion that birds would do when they're skate oh, really? like doing moves on the skateboard oh that's funny I really and like they kind of like pivot and it just it looked really funny all right the guy is making i guess is like he loves skateboarding games and, and he made birds. he made like a joke about skatebird and then he's like oh, i'm making into a game now okay so must that, be nice that's <laughs> to have right? the skills to make a ridiculous <laughs> idea real yeah right and I take like hours to make a meme after I make a joke in my head. <laughs> Four days later, you're like, look at this meme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, you're faster than um, that, And then uh, I was surprised by uh, Jane Silent Bob, Chronic Blunt Punch, the game. Mm-hmm. Apparently there's already a Jane Silent Bob game out. It's like a retro looking game. Mm-hmm. But they have another one now. And it's basically a side-scrolling beat-em-upper mm-hmm. um, with the it's very cartoony with them as the main characters mm-hmm. and everything seems to have themes based off their movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might be interested in it since yeah. you seem to be into the those movies. Yeah, I watched a little clip and it's it reminded me of something you'd see on a legitimate like box arcade game. Exactly. Yeah. It kind of reminded me a little bit of The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah The Simpsons game. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm interested yeah, yeah, in that. Yeah, many games in, in the 90s had that side-scrolling beat-em-up mm-hmm. yeah. tone to them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was that was an interesting game to see. Yeah. Uh, and then another game which I don't know. From my in my head, I was like, she's probably gonna be interested in this, but she might not. I was like, she's either gonna love it or she's gonna hate it. Okay. Uh, Hundred Days Winemaking Simulator. Oh right, right. Yeah, you told me about this. <laughs> so basically, you just make wine and then try and distribute it, and and see how profitable you can get. 
with it. I. It's an interesting take. Yeah. I feel like this might be a good game for people who really like wine but are casual gamers. Yeah. That's true. Um, if they had like a beer one, I think that'd probably be a better market. That would be for cool. for gamers, right? I know I'd probably be more interested in that, but yeah. I also just don't like wine, so yeah. It's definitely an interesting idea, but it's kind of like a farming simulator or whatever. So it's like I don't know if it's something that I would find. <laughs> farming simulator. Well, like you're literally. Well, it just it just DLC for it's farming a DLC. simulator. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like the, it's like a fun little art style situation like it's cool but i just i'd probably try it and then I, I abandon it i hope it's real time too oh so you god. literally have to invest 100 days into the game oh my god that would be crazy you have, it's like a tamagotchi you have to come yeah. back over and over throughout the day times a day and like make sure you do things at the right time yeah that would be amazing and by that i mean terrible yes. but amazing that they would make you do that yeah <laughs> It's an interesting idea. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Winagachi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or what was the Dreamcast game they came out with? It was like a fish with like a weird man face. Um, I think it was just called Sea Guy. What? Sea was it Sea Man? It, I can't. It might have been Sea Man. Now to think about it. Yeah. It's really creepy looking. It was basically yeah. Like, it's Sea Man. It basically you just had to like keep it alive. I think. Ew, why would anybody want that game? It looks awful. Yeah, they should make that. Uh, so it would just be like that. It would be like wine, wine, Wineman. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Ew. That looked creepy looking. Yeah. So yeah, that gross. was like a launch game, I think, on, on the Dreamcast. Why? It's, it's a shock that the Dreamcast did not last. <laughs> <laughs> yep, sure is. Um... Well, I mean, anything else? I need you to tell me about Trash Sailors. Oh, uh, okay. Because the name is great. Okay, so it's a <laughs> indie game that's also part of the idea Xbox stuff okay. where some trash tsunami wipes out the whole planet and like so they everyone just it's basically like Waterworld but it's just a bunch of trash and garbage <laughs> in the water. Okay. And like the game is like kind of like it it felt like from what I saw overcooked where it's more of a you go collect trash while you're rafting on Uh this trash boat you made okay and then it looks like it's multiple players i think it's like three players that or something like that and you have to keep collecting stuff out of the water and using it to fix your ship while you're being attacked by like trash pirates and trash pirates i mean i call them trash pirates because they're in a game called trash sailors uh and then like there's always like you know like sharks and stuff okay. and they all like very it's it's such a weird art style yeah it looks it's a very so interesting it's all hand drawn apparently so it's very cool it's very cool looking the aesthetic is is very unique um so you have to basically keep your ship afloat while attacking people attacking you while collecting trash to improve your ship and Mm-hmm. create stuff i don't know it's it, okay it's very uh chore based it looks like yeah where you're you're constantly doing stuff um but it was interesting so yeah i'm intrigued by it the art style alone is very cool yeah it's different mm-hmm. cool thanks 
You're welcome. <laughs> you think I made the game the way I got got treated there. Um, that's that's it. That's our episode. We yep. uh, covered a lot, I guess, but we also had a kind of a delay, so we're kind of longer than a week usual for yeah. what we've covered. Yeah. Uh, the PS5 reveal really put a put a delay on us. Yeah, sure did. Um, but hey, we got another episode out there. So indeed. Stay safe. Play video games. Listen to our podcast. Indeed. Uh, and check us out on Facebook. It, the group is called Dissecting This Fiction Podcast, and that'll help you interact with us all week long. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, we'd really appreciate reviews or direct feedback to learn how we're doing. Uh, send us an email if you'd like. It's dtfpod at gmail.com. And you can send us suggestions or feedback or content requests if you have a game you want us to talk about or whatever. Um, we'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on dtfcast.com. Or you can follow Steven on social media. At Classy Cat Dad on Instagram and Twitter. Bye bye. <laughs> that was a big one. Yeah. yeah.